Hello everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Afro Lit. I'm really excited for this topic. I'm also excited, I yeah. feel like today we are going in. We are going in. I've just been on a theme of social media in general. I actually had an episode on Fry Festival, which you can listen to um below or above depending on how you're listening to this because we're on all platforms now hey yes, we're on spotify <laughs> we're on iheart radio we're on google play oh, we're on yeah? yes after wow. the family we're global i love you all so much if you're tuning in right now Welcome to Afrolit. I am your host, Equa, aka DJ EPM, all things Africa. Yes. But I am joined by a special guest. You may have seen her on the YouTube channel. You may have seen her doing her own beauty game, upgrading us all. Mm-hmm. Introduce yourself. <laughs> I just wanted you to keep doing right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, guys. Um, okay, so I am Nana. As yes. I feel like she spilled the whole tea right yes, now. Like, yes, yes, you know, yes. What is it that I don't do? <laughs> I know. What is it? What is it? She does a lot, fam. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's really nice that I'm finally on my first episode. I Afro know, Lit, I'm right? Really I'm really and today's topic is really interesting i feel like it's gonna bring a whole lot of like pros and cons people are gonna try to defend themselves right it's gonna bring up it's gonna bring about a huge debate but at the end of the at the end of the day i think people kind of understand where we're trying to get to with this as well exactly and moving right along yes our opening question so nana yes ma'am does africa have its own influencers and do the african people really care i feel like africa has a lot of influencers yeah. let's talk about africans in africa not africans in the western world like right exactly. now in america exactly don't get us wrong we need to like tell you guys exactly where we're heading to with right this. so i feel like africans in africa influencers mm-hmm. are doing tremendously well they are they really are but at the same time mm-hmm. i feel like they're not doing so well right do people really care yeah i give it maybe a 50 50 kind of right i think it's subjective because we were having a conversation on influencer versus celebrity Mm -hmm. and i think now we're living in a time where a lot more people feel like they can be influencers yes everybody in the home and to be an every and everyone in a way is an influencer mm-hmm. that's true you know because even in your circle when you get something or you learn something you tell what's the first thing you do you tell someone like hey i know how to cook this amazing meal exactly let me show you come try it that's influencing exactly. right versus celebrity i feel like that's just something that is very specific Wizkid and Diamond are celebrities because mm-hmm. of their music. Yes. You know? Um, all the football players, like the people who play with Arsenal and Man U who are originally from actor uh, from Africa. Yeah. You know, the French team. Mm-hmm. They are famous because of their sport, because yeah. of football. So it's like, with celebrity, it's very, very specific. And so the question of African influencers to me yes we do have influencers but I don't think that people care I think that they you know they 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 create amazing things content. they yeah exactly they create amazing content and I don't I think unfortunately still a lot the Africans that even follow them still look towards the west for them to validate that 
influencers that we have. Not even people that follow them. The influencers themselves. Yes. They'll go back and follow all the Western influencers. For example, I'm not gonna mention names. Right. We're not gonna be we're not gonna be shady. We're not gonna be shady. <laughs> but <laughs> so there's this one influencer from South Africa I actually follow. Like she produces amazing content. Right. She's beautiful. She she receives like PR packages and everything. Yeah. But there's this one particular brand she couldn't find and they it's a huge brand. Fenty okay. Beauty. I'm just gonna say it for Yes. Her. So she was complaining that they don't deliver to South Africa, which is wow, kind of like yeah. a huge, you know, disappointment. Because yeah. She wanted to do a review on their product and she I think she finally did a review like months after because she had to ask someone here to send her the product via Amazon or whatever, which is really like it's really hectic. Like it's really, really hectic. Yeah. Do you think it's the responsibility of these brands? to cater to like the african influencers if they want to go global yes right they are global already but are they really global quotation marks are they really global because these influencers are doing a huge job people they're influ they're influencing the entire like nation or country to buy a certain product right do you understand what i mean so i don't think a brand shouldn't have like faith in sending those products to that particular influencer because at the end of the day, their products being broad and being shared over mm-hmm, the world at the mm-hmm. end of the day. So, if these influencers are not really receiving these PR packages, for example, are they really international? Are they really global? Right. Doesn't really make sense to me. Right. I think too. I think that they. It is their responsibility. It I just is, don't definitely. think that they care to because. I think from an economic standpoint, they still think that Af- like Africans are not going to spend the money if they put... Because at-, at the end of the day, it's still a company, right? It and is. they still need to make the return on investment, mm-hmm. right? And if you're an aspiring influencer, I think this is really important, especially if you're based outside of like the Western world. So I would, yeah. even, I would even include Asia in this conversation because I do think that you need to understand who has bigger, bigger market share within the area that you live in yeah you know so like okay yes you're a beauty influencer or beauty blogger and you want to review fenty beauty but you know that they don't really have a large like ad share to spend for their international dollars like they're most likely going to do it in dubai out of all places and that's crazy because, because they do a lot of openings there and brand, like, exactly but okay. it's like i guess because the way they look at it is like dubai has become like that kind of epicenter for asia like yes, the middle east has. and africa Definitely. so it's like if you are an influencer like you would need to figure out how to get there so that then you can like grow mm-hmm. your market share yeah right but I don't think that it. I still think that it's fair and it's it's unfair and it's very colonial, actually, if we're it being is. honest. How these brands don't recognize that Africans are really willing to spend the money because that is crazy. Because people are spending so much money on makeup in Africa, it's even crazy. I feel Listen. like it's being overlooked it's being completely overlooked because we have there's so many companies and shout out leave a comment below if you've ever used them because i know i have Mm -hmm. companies that literally send things 
to Kenya. I believe they send it to South Africa. They send it to Nigeria, of course, where mm-hmm. they'll pick up. So, like, if you have a suitcase here today and you have a certain amount of money, you can call this company, meet them in the city, wherever you live. Most likely, you know, I'm based in New York. Mm-hmm. Meet them in New York, and they will get it to Kenya in less than a week. Are you serious? A thousand percent. And usually those things, I mean, they tell people, oh, yeah, don't fill it with, like, things you're going to sell. But who is to say that you haven't packed things that you're going to sell? Who's to say that you're not packing things that people have already bought? Exactly. So there's so many companies that will be, like, your middle man to help you get things from America. Mm -hmm. And, yes, that's quote-unquote, like... Amazon, Fenty Beauty, all these companies are missing out. So it's very interesting. And I do commend, actually, Mac. I think Mac has decided that they're doing a great, like, they're going to market and, like, build their reach and be global to everyone because makeup is for everyone. And, like, lifestyle is for everyone. You know, everyone deserves to have access to an amazing lifestyle. So why, like, they've decided that they're going to make individual companies so like there's mac kenya there's mac yes ivory coast there's mac nigeria Nigeria, you know and mac south africa and so those you know beauty influence influencers in general can be invited to like their events they host things they do things but do you think that it's actually like that convinces people to actually buy i think it does but to a certain extent what do you mean um, with I don't know if you've actually like checked on websites. Like mm-hmm. if you go to certain like country websites, for example, I'm gonna use Mac. Mm-hmm. I hope you don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't get sued. We're talking. They should sponsor so, this episode, actually. With Mac, for example, when you look at the Mac.com website, mm-hmm. you'll find so many products that Mac maybe South Africa doesn't have, and it's like, oh. okay, so now there's a gap because. Someone in the USA, a beauty blogger in the USA is talking about a product that Mac supposedly is supposed to have, but you go to a store and you go into their website and you find out that, oh shit, this is not there. So there's limited... There is limited stuff. Like quantities, or is it quantities? Products. Yeah, limited products for each country. Mm -hmm. That is so interesting. So then why even have the Mac... (laughs) <laughs> in the exactly. first place why have different entities if the the main one it's crazy right it's just it doesn't make crazy. any sense so it's like we're gonna give you a little bit but we're not gonna give you everything yep that's what that's practically it and do you feel like that is just based off the fact that they feel like people are not gonna buy it or do you think it's because they just don't want to I think it also takes time for like they want to see how well the product is probably doing in that country so like just product because like how do you test the product if the product is not there you see what i mean that's true so that's why i'm like why is it this is so interesting because i think that it speaks more to also the representation i feel like these brands don't want to have an african representation if we're being very honest yeah like they like now i think it's growing because a lot more people are invested in having ethical brands. Like, look at what's happening with Gucci right now. But at the same time, I think that it is a trend. That they are looking for whatever is trending. And, like, representation cannot be a trend because, like, that sets the tone 
for people. You know, I I feel like these brands don't realize how important they actually are yeah. to like lifestyle and like even just cultural movements in general. Yeah. You know, because like I do think that we are everything is that we try to get fed is through a Western lens. Yes. So definitely. like when they perpetuate those ideas of like, okay, yeah, you're you're good, but just not enough. Like we're not gonna give you the full thing. It's still creating this idea that oh yeah, Africa is less than. That's a perfect. I have a perfect example. Like I don't know if you noticed last year. Was it last year or the year before? Like twenty seventeen. Um, I think twenty seventeen. When did Fenty Beauty come out? Oh, uh, twenty seventeen. I, I think. think so. Yeah. So. A whole lot of brands only make certain shades for certain colors and they leave certain like shades out. Right. Like your very dark skin toned African women. You know what I mean? Right. They only make certain shades. So it's like, okay, what about us over here? We the Africans that are dark skinned. Are you guys not looking at us? Right. Do you guys not see what we, we need? see? Yeah. You guys not see the gap in the market until Fenty Beauty decided, you know what? I'm going to come up in this and I'm going to do what, right, what has to be done. And right. she came out with a huge shade range. Right. And she just released, I think, a few more, like, darker, darker, darker Yeah. Not everyone's like, oh, snap, this is what we've been missing out on. You know what I mean? I remember Makeup, for, makeup Forever was the one that jumped on it, like, immediately. Everybody started jumping on, on, on it. Like, it right. now brands started making, like, darker shades. And everyone's like, okay, so if Fenty Beauty didn't wake you guys up, then what were we going to do? Right. So I feel like this is a perfect example. Like they're leaving a lot of like Africa out of it. Right. And it's just like, okay, then what about us? What are right. we supposed to do? Right. We like it's very another thing is brands I feel like they really overlook this. It's very expensive for people to like order like their particular brand from someone else here because now they have to order the package online, pay for it. Pay for someone to send their product to them. Pay for delivery and all of that type of stuff. Meanwhile, they can just order it straight from the brand and have it shipped straight to their house. Right. That's why I do think that, and we were having this conversation of, do you think that African influencers probably need to be paid more? Or paid the equivalent as an influencer who happens to be African but may be living in New York or LA or in London? And how do you measure that? That's a tough question. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly feel like everybody should be paid equally. Okay. Because they're still sharing and talking about the brand and still like influencing people to buy this particular brand. Yeah. So I feel like maybe it depends because I know everybody has like an affiliate code or something like that. Right. Yeah. So I think it all depends on how many people are using your code and maybe then we can say, okay, you have to pay a little bit more towards this. Right. Or what. But I feel like everybody should be paid fairly and equally. Mm Mm-hmm. That way there's no, you know, issues. I not that I disagree. I just think that it also just depends on who you're marketing to. Because unfortunately, like you said, it is expensive for you to order from Fenty. You pay that and then you also pay like the courier fee exactly. to have it shipped to you. So that's a specific person that's living in the continent, right? Mm-hmm. There's someone who has the um the income to make those type of purchases. Yes. And I don't I don't know, but I want to believe like that's not the major market right now. Like that's not the majority of 
what people can afford to do mm-hmm. right now. And I'm I'm speaking specifically of Kenya because that's what I know. But I don't think that they have the the liberty to do all of that. Whereas if I just so happen, and that's the beauty of the internet, is where people can decide, like, okay, yes, I can be living in Africa, but my market is mostly in Europe. I'm going to tell these European brands, like, hey, so many people who are in the diaspora who also live in Europe follow me even though I'm not based in Europe. So you need to pay me the pound equivalent of what I deserve. Yeah. You see what I mean? And yeah, so I sense. do think that it's really important to know exactly where and who your market is. You know what I mean? Because I've seen I've seen it work on the flip side. Like I know Kenyan influencers who have shout out to many siblings because they have a, they created a brand it's based in Kenya, mm-hmm. made in Kenya, yeah. and they were able to get a partnership with ASOS. And For real? yes, and like they are selling clothes on asos and i want to commend their team for i hopefully deciding and i probably should hit them up like hey we're gonna get these coins in pounds and you're gonna pay us the equivalent and you're gonna take us to london and we're gonna because we know that we have the diasporic influence exactly and i don't think i think the importance now is that yes if you have a platform even if you're based in africa it's to remember like who your market is but also, who, like, who is going to actually, like, who is going to spend the money on, your on the products that you are even marketing? So, like, if you're marketing Fenty Beauty, you know that the only Sephora that is, like, kind of covering is for Dubai. Yeah. So, it probably means you need to target more of the Middle Eastern Asian yes. market, right? Like, you kind of have to, you have to make those decisions in that way. What I want to know, though, is, is that really sustainable? You know, like, is it sustainable to be an African influencer in the sense that you, you constantly are looked at as the consumer and not really as the producer? And so, like, yes, you, like, create amazing content, but it's like, you know, I think a lot of it is really repetitive. It is. You know, so how do you stay original? That's also now that's a big question. How do you stay original? <laughs> you know, that's hard, especially in the whole beauty industry. Right. It is hard because I feel like when a product comes out, you as a beauty influencer will want to kind of share the product with everyone else. Right. And you find out that maybe like 500 other people that have done the exact same thing. Yeah. So I think it's how you be original to that is bring your own kind of like personality your own flavor to it do you understand what right. i mean don't just do it in a way okay this is what the product is this is how it looks this is the color right oh my God, speak about different aspects of the product who it's targeted to mm-hmm. i think there are some people there are some influencers that actually do say in general like i feel like this product is only targeted for so-and-so people for so right. people so even if they don't it, at least while they're saying it you have an idea okay so this product is not for me mm. especially with the high end makeup makeup is getting expensive these days guys like yeah. it's costly <laughs> listen like when you swipe in your car listen your heart is even aching at really? the same time because it's costing a lot 
Yeah. So with the whole, um, I'm doing a drugstore right. makeup tutorial, mm-hmm. high-end makeup tutorial. They know exactly why these influencers actually know exactly why they do that because mm-hmm. they know that there are some cons- um, consumers that only want to buy high-end mm. makeup, and that's more for like your very rich people mm-hmm. that don't mind spending five hundred dollars on like a foundation or maybe a serum or anything like mm-hmm. that. And then people like me. I will spend a few hundred dollars on maybe just it has to be like five items at right. least max. If I'm spending a hundred dollars, has to be Look, like five. only five ladies like five. and gents. So it's kind of they know exactly what they're doing. So some of them do inform like okay, if you're looking for a high end perfume, high end primer, high end this, high end that, this is for you. Yeah. So they are targeting like specific target markets. Yeah. Don't, but do you feel like that is again something that African people really genuinely care about? To be honest, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. My channel, I'm gonna tell you the truth, most of my views come from the United States. See, so it's like that's what I mean, and I it really makes me question because it's like, okay, who is able to really influence africans is it that we're just so colonial colonialized still that we look to the west so it's like we would whatever because you're based here right yeah so like you may carry more of an influence because you're here and like we see you doing awesome things and you just so happen to look like me that's why i can care or is it because you're able to show me something particular that does cater to me yeah you know that i don't have readily so it's like the aspiration i feel like it is the aspiration because everybody to be honest all i feel like a lot of people end up on youtube everybody ends up looking at the western influencers yeah because it's like oh she has something that i've never seen before yeah we don't have this here so you get what i mean yeah so i feel like a lot of people end up looking this direction whenever they want something honestly but do you feel like like that is so <laughs> that's a waste uh, you know is. what i mean because we have so much creativity we and do. i do think we that really, really the conversation do. is being steered because like you see it happening in music and i think music and film really do set the tone so like yeah. obviously like black panther and like now it even being a year since the movie came out yes. and so much has so much changed though in terms of of the way that africans consume media i mean i know for me i definitely look at representation so if there's no dark-skinned girl i'm not really interested that's me if i'm being honest you know what i mean even with influencers if they don't really look like me i'm not really interested if we're being honest if i'm being honest you know and i do think that's fair because there's people who aren't going to tell me what helps me you know so why would i I, yeah why would i seek out someone who doesn't look like me when i can find someone who does look like me and can give me what i want so i think we're living in interesting times because there's no (laughs) there's no formula there isn't there's no formula to how any of this is gonna go i do think that there is certain things that work yeah like you know i think that 
obviously like as a woman it's easy to play into like the whole sex appeal yes if Ooh, we're being girl. honest mm-hmm. and i think that's how a not maybe not a lot but i do think that's how majority of some of these african influencers started off yeah if we think about huda <coughs> <laughs> if we think about versadiki versadika wow there's a lot of people you know like they may not necessarily glamorize how they started, but you see the glamorous life that they're living now. That's the thing. They don't want to show you how they started and everything. They just want to show you the limelight and the life that they're living now. So then it comes to show. But do African people... I feel like it's interesting. I feel like African people, they care about that other side. So, like, they would care to see, like, oh, what is Vera doing now? Like, whoa, like, she's with this guy. Or, like, oh, wow, she's driving a Range Rover. Mm -hmm. Even though they know the story. Because, like, someone that I follow. So, I would consider her a African celebrity and influencer. Her name is Vanessa Mday. She's from Tanzania. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love her. You see what I mean? So, she's a celebrity. But I feel like if she endorsed a lip gloss... I feel like I would look for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, what makes that happen? Is it the fact that she has the star power and, like, is a musician and she's cute? Or (laughs) what could it be? I'm challenging Nana today. She is. I feel like it's, for her, I'd say it's her looks. She's beautiful. Like, Oh my god, like she's beautiful. Even just when she speaks, right? Just like, ah. you know, you glaze because she's just so beautiful, right? So myself too. If I follow her on Instagram, so there's certain things I look at. I'm like, oh damn, and we're the same body size. Exactly, so you are. Like, oh my god, I absolutely love that. I think I should try that outfit. I like how it sits on her. Right. I think it would sit well on me. Exactly. So I honestly think with someone like her, like if you have a good body pretty face i feel like you're able to sell something mm, yeah so it again it comes down to pretty privilege that's also another thing i feel like this whole pretty body privilege kind of thing mm-hmm. is really messing up society a lot explain i feel like that's another that's that's a topic for another day that is though because there's a certain there's a certain type of body yeah it has it's like big butt skinny now, stomach exactly you know back in the day guys. no one was interested in butt <laughs> no i swear like when every people would see someone with the big butt just like oh, oh okay i know she's, right she's, like, she's got a big, big butt, butt. <laughs> and you walk away now it's like <gasps> triggered damn she's got a big butt and everybody's like looking oh. onto it and stuff you know what i mean so society has put it in a way like if you don't have a big butt like sis what you doing with your life listen i'm trying to get myself a big butt <laughs> you can get those like, injections no ah. i'm doing it the natural way squats and having my protein does that work i feel like it does <laughs> anyway that's a conversation like... <laughs> for another day i feel like it does though <laughs> Wow, okay. Nana will report back. You'll, you'll find Nana on find Nana on Instagram if you want to know more how to grow your butt. But the moral of the story is, I think that it's important. I do feel like for Africans, whether we're in the diaspora or not, or not. 
to recognize our power definitely and our buying dollars because if we're spending the money it would be interesting to know how much money because there's sites like jumia that i was telling you about Mm -hmm. how much money they spend on actually buying products because if we are buying product and like i want to believe it's in the billions buying products and then paying for that shipping price or having like you know when people decide that they're gonna move to Africa, you know what I was on a question: the Americans who decide to move to Africa, right? Yeah, and they take everything with them. Are they the ones that when they'll come back into America and then buy everything that they need and then ship it back, or are they the ones like they don't even care to have like their lifestyle completely changes when they get to Africa? I kind of feel like their lifestyle kind of changes. I think it's inevitable that it kind of changes, but they're not trying to keep the same lifestyle. Whereas I feel like there's Africans who are trying to have an American lifestyle. Girl, it happens every. It's happening right now. Right now. So I think it's just remembering that we have a. We have our own culture. We have our own influence. Yeah. And we have our own celebrities. We do. You know, and I think that that's why it's so interesting because i had this debate about do you think that african art artists should be should win grammys like should they be nominated and like some people said no that we should have our own and i can understand that because it ties back into this that if we allow the grammys to say oh yeah you know whoever is the winner of like best african music it's the west validating yes again what africa is doing and i can understand from that perspective why it's wrong but at the same time it's like who and when and how can we start our own exactly you know when these institutions already exist amazing talent like we've got tremendous talent like endless talent Mm -hmm. people are talented in africa like i feel like people are more talented in africa than they are here facts Facts speaking, I think influencers even in Africa are they are more influential. Look at the top leading influencers now. I'm speaking female wise, these are African influencers from Africa. Facts, for example, Jackie Aina. Look at Ronke Raji, for example, Patricia Bright. Right, like Patricia Bright is one of like the top YouTubers in in Europe right now. I would in the world, exactly. I, I would think in the world at this point. The dark melon she comes from africa like everybody she's from nigeria originally you know so that's why i do like i do think at the end of the day like african influencers who are based in africa like i do think that the groundwork that they're laying is so important because like the the children that are gonna come into that so imagine now because we came into the when we came when we arrived Mm -hmm. youtube was not there youtube we learned YouTube. Yeah. We saw YouTube as we grew. But now there's children who are being born today where YouTube is a job. Exactly. Where all these platforms exist. Where PR, PR companies are now kind of looking like, okay, who's, who's lit? Next? You know, who's lit? And I think, like, with Black Panther and all that stuff, like, they hired African yes. photographers and influencers mm-hmm. and people and had, like, premieres in South Africa and in Kenya. And, like, that was, amazing. That was really, really important because all of these PR companies as you were talking about are taking notice you know so yeah. it won't be I mean look I mean there's already influ- celeb- African celebrities who have over a million followers true you know what I mean so it's not really a number criteria yeah I feel like it's not a numbers game anymore it's not a numbers game more I think it's now it honestly does comes down to the buying power 
I think, and as time grows, more Africans are, you know, whether they're going to school in Europe or wherever or mm-hmm. Asia, they're coming back and they're creating their own things and they're making really great money. They are. So they're going to have that spending power. They're going to have, mm-hmm. if not already, have that buying share. And the market will have to shift. That's true. That's a You know? So I don't think the influencers right now are going to see the full potential like maybe as we grow older because you know we're still living yeah we're still watching we're still seeing (laughs) but i think it's gonna be very interesting what happens in the next like 10 15 years i'm to see like the next wave of like influencers who are from you know whether it's various parts of africa but more so you know nigeria kenya south africa even northern africa you know, and like who is gonna be able to kind of have that Jackie Aina? Yes, who's and, next Jackie Aina? You know, wait. Exactly. You know, and like if, yeah, if they're gonna have that same market share, you know? So, yeah, what are your takeaways? I feel like it's gonna change. I feel like it might change, either bigger or it just might change. I don't know but like i just feel like it's gonna change a lot we don't know what the future might hold we but don't know yeah influencers are really taking over the world i will not lie because i think celebrity culture is dying seriously celebrity culture is dying influencers are literally like the new thing now influencers being an influencer is being a celebrity even though in the same way though because celebrity influencer celebrity influencer celebrity culture is dying you said something really interesting where I feel like I I like influencers because I feel like I know them. Yeah. And so I wouldn't feel like, oh my God, uh, what is or it? Or you get starstruck. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, really yeah, get yeah. starstruck from an influencer because I would like I would want to have the pick up the conversation and be like, oh my gosh, like Jackie, 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 Jackie. You know, <laughs> that's what I would want to do when I see like an influencer or even Patricia Bright or something yeah. like that. Whereas you would. Why? I don't know. What, <laughs> uh, what am I lying? Of course I know. <laughs> I think it's because I feel like I kind of relate to them on a certain level. Mm-hmm. With celebrities, it's like, uh, okay, I don't know you that well. Like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how you speak to people. But with influencers, it's like, okay, I know you. Like, I watch your videos. I kind of like study how you speak to people in front of the camera you know like i watch your videos like all the time i read you like for example i met um what's her name uh ne her name is her instagram handle is ne corner oh Nigeria. yeah 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 yeah. i met her at um it's jam 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 it was mm-hmm. an event with uh fola Shade, I think okay you know, fola. yes yes yeah. yes yeah so it was really interesting like she came through with kitana shalom blanc mm-hmm. and uh dion denzel i think you know oh yeah 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 they all, they, the whole crew came through and i was just like oh my god like she's so bubbly even in her video yeah she was the exact same in person right like you know how some people are like with celebrities you don't know what to expect like on tv or shows you think oh my god this is the i love this person and then you get to see them in person just like okay what gives it's a a totally different different person. person but with her the same way you see her on her videos, all bubbly, funny, jokey, is the exact same person she is in person. Mm-hmm. I was I was honestly like, I was shook. And at the same time, I was like, you know what? 
now I kind of appreciate you more because mm-hmm. you are really sticking to yourself and you're true to yourself. And if this is how you are, like, in person, then obviously you're going to have, like, a lot of people behind your back following you because they know how you are and stuff. And I spoke to her right. as well. And she was so friendly. Like, we even took videos together. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, sis. Like, she's really yeah, nice. So, yeah. I think it won't be with all influencers. Yeah. That's another thing. It's going to be with some influencers. I feel like okay. the, if I were to meet a certain influencer, <laughs> I'm not going to say the name. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I feel like it's just going to be a whole different story. Yeah. It's going to be like, um, okay, you don't know where to start. Right. Because some of them don't give you a platform in which you can actually like speak to them. Mm. That's also another thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I think what you're saying too is what I actually was saying in the previous episode in Fry Fest- on Fry Festival mm-hmm. on how authenticity is what's going to set the tone. Yes. For like the next Definitely. wave of influencers. Absolutely. Like, I we are that. more interested, and I don't know if this is just because of, excuse me, our maturity level, but I do think that it just has to do with the. The way that the world is going, because you know we're we're all living in this climate. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things happening politically, socially. Every day, we want we don't care for the perfect lifestyle anymore. Yeah. We don't care, or we'll see a beautiful image, but then you'll have the longest caption of how I was depressed when I took this yeah. photo. Or this photo is not of even of me today, exactly. but I just feel like I want to tell you guys da 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 da, and like people eat that up quickly. I eat it up too. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like when, but the problem with that though is when we play on authenticity, it can also kind of backfire. Yeah. Because now people feel like they know you and there's a certain expectation Mm -hmm. that they're setting. So when you change or, you know, when you glow up or you're living in a beautiful house, it's like, ah, she's fake now. Yeah. Look at who she is. Mm this so it's like you have to take it at both levels yes but yeah no it's it's gonna be as we said it's gonna be interesting in the next 10 to 15 years it's gonna be interesting the next wave of influencers that come we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna see because there's gonna be a market standard if not already but i think specifically for africa as a continent like the buying shares because already black dollars in America is huge, right? Yeah. But imagine now black, I mean African, do- African money. <laughs> I was gonna say dollars, but ah, da da da. African <laughs> money, right? African money, and the buying share that we have from even whether it's our own companies that exist mm-hmm. or companies that are like you know what we actually want to take this global thing seriously and start actually putting money into investing in African influencers. Mm -hmm. And I think the travel industry is already doing that. Yes. And so it's only a matter of time before it just filters into all facets. mm -hmm. Fashion, art, makeup, makeup, music, it's already happening. So yeah. So let us know what you think if Africa has its own influencers. Do African people really care? If you're an influencer in Africa, hit us up. Let us know what you thought of this. This has been really interesting. And you can find all Afrolit episodes again everywhere where podcasts are available. Make sure to like. Make sure to subscribe. Follow me on YouTube because I definitely post all the behind the scenes what we didn't say 
in this episode all the topics that we want to get into we have that kind of behind the scenes afrolit extra so stay tuned y'all if you have any questions or want to propose a topic feel free to email me talk soon Bye. bye guys